When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1 streaming live. Okay. At what? My Talk. Whoa. My Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Why hi? What? I said hi. Hi. Um, as much as I'd like to keep listening to that song and talking about it, we have other things to talk about, including the Royals. Yeah, we have some royal news to uh, catch up with, and we really haven't had a chance to talk about Harry and Meghan of late. They kind of have just been in the background, right? I'm sure they're still doing stuff, moving and shaking and being the, you know, cool uh west coast celebs that they are now in beautiful montecito california but i saw this article and i thought here's a perfect opportunity for us to catch up with the royales because i had forgotten this so you'll remember most recently by that i mean at some point in the past Mm -hmm. we talked about time time is made up so it doesn't matter (laughs) do you remember a term megxit Oh, yeah. Big time. This is when uh, Harry and Meghan, which, by the way, Meghan took all the fall for this. Yeah, which is of course. Rude, but it's just she's an American. Yeah. And also a woman of color. Right. It's a long story. Don't even. People are get racist. Get us started. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when they announced that they were going to maybe part ways a little bit with the royal family, um, that's when the term Megxit was coined. But the thing was, is that there wasn't a blueprint for this because nobody had ever done this in this way. And so they were sort of caught off guard because they went ahead with that announcement that they were going to uh, part ways with the royal family before they'd ever really made a plan for that. Yeah. Um, so that that story happened, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had forgotten this wrinkle and it was reminded to me. I was reminded of this when I read the following headline from a tabloid. Quote, poll as Megxit talks near, would you support Meghan and Harry rejoining the royal family? And I was like, what? Well, the article says Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Megxit review, again, rude, uh, with the Queen is due to take place very soon. Express.co.uk is asking, would you support the Duke and Duchess of Sussex rejoining the royal front lines following their sensational exit? So you'll remember, actually, that the Queen, they had this um, royal summit. I think it was called, like, the Sussex Summit, the Summit of Sussex. (laughs) And um, it was the Queen basically calling uh, Harry and Meghan in to be like, all right, what are we going to do with you two? Yeah. And they were allowed to, you know, off with themselves to uh, the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, away with them yes, themselves thank you. To, to go to the United States yep. via Canada, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the wrinkle in that was that they had to do this review after a year. Like they had to revisit this arrangement to talk about whether it would be permanent or not or how I it would be had permanent. Completely forgotten about so that. i don't know to what the extent that's real or that that's really going to happen like i don't know how formal or official it's going to be but i had forgotten that that was a thing and i thought to myself well is there really any chance at this point that they're going to go back to their previous lives i highly doubt it now whether or not the crown will allow them or the firm as it is referred to as uh not the gym that i go to but or like, the the Steve Grish- Grisham novel. Yes. Steve Grisham, What's John Grisham. Steve Grisham. <laughs> I actually know a guy That's named close. Steve Grisham, yeah. but he Hello didn't write that novel. Um, <laughs> it didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. So again, uh, one of your peers is now at the head of the U.S. government, Colleen. <laughs> no, and I say... And you can't even get John Grisham's name right. That's okay. the worst. Oh. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is it's possible, actually, that they might have some royal duties, possibly. I guess I don't know. See, she can't even keep a straight face during the words royal duties. Holly, there's no hope for her. No, none. I mean, I hope there's not <laughs> a class reunion anytime soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be like Blanche Devereaux when she goes to her class reunion and then wants to get a facelift because she feels ugly and old. Um... Now I got Spoiler alert, she didn't okay. get the facelift or the boob lift uh, or anything else. <laughs> anyway, back to the royals. I looked around like, where am I? <laughs> so it's possible that they could be given some royal duties again, but I, I just kind of feel like I this, is, this ship has sailed. No, yeah. I feel like this is all once again, and, and we have... We've watched the royals do this, where it's all about the pomp and circumstance, right? It's all about the tradition. It's all about the, um, you know, you're, they're going, they're they're playing the role. I mean, there's a certain amount of it that is theater, and this to me feels like one of those the- theatrical moments, right? Like, in order for it to look like they were allowing harry and megan to do their they their had this had to be sort of baked into the storyline that there would be another opportunity just in case they did leave and want to come back um but yeah to to your point like who knows how formal this is actually going to be it very well may be like you know uh the queen dials up her mobile phone and uh harry answers and she goes are you coming back dear and he says no and then that's the end of it right like it it might not be this big do that we make it out to be. Yeah. But I kind of like the idea of just having a yearly review being like, well, what works? Oh what gosh. doesn't? I mean, and I like we'll that, forward. too. I think that's a but, you know, the the thing I'm I'm actually with you, Holly, that like they probably should do that a lot more in the royal family. Yeah. Um, What's working? What's not? He's a royal don't. Yeah. But. The weird thing to me, and this is the part that always trips me up about the royal family, is I then I also have to remind myself, like, they're actually a family. Like, they're an actual family system. Yeah, you need to watch The Crown. Oh, I've been meaning to catch up on that. I mean, have you? Sure. Don't lie to us. That's a lie. (laughs) Um, Truth Detector says that is a lie. I did watch the first season, and that was that still is the thing that stands out in stark contrast, though, is that, like... 
you watch this and you see them as a family. So they're also doing this big job. I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to say I have a beef. And if I was going to get on my uh, soapbox at this point, I would say, okay, I'll just get on my soapbox and say, I'm so tired of like tuning into people like reacting to the crown as if it's real life, as if Mm. it's an actual reflection of the royal family. Like they are real people. Mm -hmm. They are a real family. And it is because of that that makes us watch shows like The Crown because we wonder, huh, what must that really look like behind the scenes? Right. Because what we see on the outside is so clearly not what we're or so clearly not what's happening on the inside. I mean, it just it stands to reason that that's the case. Right. Right. And by people who've actually said as much um, who were involved and are involved. So um, but what you see on The Crown is not the actual behind the scenes what you see on the crown is a very very talented writer showrunner producer maker creator tell a story that is so compelling that people feel so strongly and moved so much so as to go online and trash the real people Mm -hmm. that the show reflects because that has happened post this season of The Crown, people have like come out against Charles and Camilla. And look, there is no love lost in my heart for Charles and Camilla because I will never forgive them for allowing her to like just show up and all of a sudden be there. Like, excuse me, please. <laughs> I have opinions is what I'm saying. But um, I realize those are rooted in like tabloids, mm-hmm. which is the, equi- you know, the 1980s equivalent of uh, Netflix's The Crown. Right. We were made to believe things uh, by the storytellers whether tabloids or the crown. Um, But at the end of the day, and the thing you have to remind yourself is those are real people. And what you read in the tabloids and what you read on the TV when you're watching it (laughs) with your, but sometimes I read the subtitles. um, That's not real, right? It's not real. It is literally not real. It reminds me of like the joke of it is, you know, that I love the show Little House on the Prairie and I watch Little House on the Prairie as though it's a reality show. Yeah. Based on because it reflects Laura Ingalls Wilder, who, by the way, also was a real person. Right. Exactly. So it's a similar thing. I can see how that all goes down. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to take. Well, actually, this I was going to say like a full left turn. It's not really a full left turn because we can get to this through the royal family, through Prince Andrew, to be exact. We've got uh, some Jeffrey Epstein news. (laughs) We'll get to that after this on My Talk 107.1. Merry Christmas. We have to talk about something disgusting. Jeffrey Epstein. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1 streaming live. MITalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. What's the latest? Let's get the Nasty Patrol mm. together, shall we? Yes. That's nasty. Nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Epstein is nasty. Jeffrey Epstein, of course, um, is dead. But the case against him continues, and the stories of his nefariousness uh, see no end in sight. Um, but there was a an article over at the New York Post, and they've been following this beat for a long time. Jeffrey Epstein case subpoena seeks documents related to billionaire Glenn Dubin's kids. So then I went down this rabbit hole, and mm. I feel like we have talked about this to some extent before, and feel free to fill in the uh, details if uh, 
this, um, if this, uh, what's the word I'm trying to, if you, if you remember this. Okay. So Virgin Island prosecutors are demanding that billionaire and a Museum of Modern Art benefactor and board member Glenn Dubin turn over all communications that he had with Jeffrey Epstein and specifically with Jeffrey Epstein's three children. Oh my God. No. With du- Glenn Dubin's Excuse me. three children. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. The only children he had were other people's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Uh, a subpoena seeks, quote, all documents and communications related to any of your three children, May, Selena, and Jordan, which also relate in any way to Jeffrey Epstein or any Epstein entity. So apparently they're looking at alleged racketeering by the late billionaire. Now, it all boils down to this. They think that Jeffrey Epstein used his kids or were trying to use uh, one, if not more, of his daughters to uh, get some money moved around and avoid taxes. Okay? So um, apparently he really had a fondness for um, Selena. When Selena was 12. Oh and that fondness continued. Gosh, this all sounds so right? vaguely familiar. But how did we bury this story? I don't know. Um, he became a fan of this 12-year-old child and then groomed her. Uh, quote, Selena wrote glowingly of their weekly science lesson when Uncle Jeff, as she called him, took time from his personal oh. and business schedule to go to her apartment and discuss science and math lessons that she was learning in school. Just creepy and gross, right? Now, um, there's no evidence that he ever had a romantic relationship with her. Um, I mean, she says uh, she says they didn't. She doesn't say they did have, I should say, on the affirmative relationship. But um, apparently, um, they say that there might have been this desire for him to eventually leave his fortune to her, thus and so avoiding inheritance taxes. So basically the idea is, and this is what what shook loose something from my brain, that Jeffrey Epstein was trying to groom a possible wife Mm -hmm. that he could then entrust all of his wealth to that would then avoid him having to pay inheritance taxes. So like a legal maneuver. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, he loves young, pretty women. Right. Slash girls. And so um, that, you know, this story coming up reminded me of the time we talked. We had to have talked about this because I don't know any other situation we would have been talking about you know, him grooming a young girl to take over his fortune. The piece I remember is this idea that he was, uh, was wanting to make all these crazy alien stories. Can't be true. Can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener hosted the unidentified alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This young woman who was like, what, 14 or 15? Well, when... they became especially close when she was, quote, 12. Yeah, oh, it's And so it continued gross. into adulthood. Um, so that's... You know, that story is still actively, you know, in um, headlines because that case is uh, being pursued still by prosecutors. So they want all of the communication because allegedly, supposedly, um, you know, they would see the intent that Jeffrey had in any communications that he had with those young girls. And also just creepy that a, a father would allow his daughters. Right. To be used. By Jeffrey Epstein. Well, and the mother was an ex of Jeffrey Epstein's. Oh, yes. Thank you for bearing the lead. Yeah. I had forgotten to mention that, of course, his ex was this woman who previously had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And now Jeffrey Epstein is going after his, or was at the time, going after his daughters. That's the part that I remember that right. I was extremely grossed or out by. Dubin's wife yep. dated him yep. for 11 years. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so um, the grossness is not going away anytime soon as, insofar as Jeffrey Epstein is concerned. Here's my question, like, right now, mm-hmm. who, who does have, like, control over, like, who has inherited things like, well, his fortune and his island? Like, where are those things Well, right there's now? an estate, right? So presumably oh, sure. somebody who's ever managing the estate. And I think at one point it was his brother, but now yeah. I don't remember what happened with that. But it's right before he died, he changed everything so that everything would be heading to the Virgin Islands, like, because I think of their, you know, tax um, situation. And I think his brother was the one that ultimately was going to have control. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. Oh, also, I have an update on um, Ghislaine. Oh, what's she up to? One of her prison guards got the COVID. And so now she's being isolated in jail. Okay, so she was already isolated in jail, yep. and she was miserable, remember? And now she's now just being more isolated. Yeah, she apparently has not been able to meet with her lawyers. She's, you know, um, she has to be extra isolated until her 14-day quarantine. I bet she's just even more devastated. Poor thing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. Demons! Exactly. We'll tell you about them when we come back on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is. Zaybag, Zaybag, Zaybag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. Tell me who your D Berg is. So every day, I, I want you to know this. I actively say to myself, don't make the blast your D bag today. Oh, but you did. I, you, I had to. Because this showed up in my feed, this headline. Oh, no. Ready? What was it? Noah Cyrus lifts Scooby Doo shirt in G string at 2 36 a.m. What? Okay, what? That's the headline. 
And the story is, well, here, I'll read you the first paragraph. Noah Cyrus attempts to go to bed early, did not come to fruition last night. The 20-year-old singer and sister to Miley Cyrus was lifting up her shirt for a late-night twerk at 2.36 a.m. on Sunday night, technically Monday morning. With the July... Not technically, it just is. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then it is, uh, it, that's a story about her Instagram story where she's twerking in a G-string God, with a Scooby-Doo shirt at 2.36 a.m. Okay. Just because I didn't want that headline to stand alone, I grabbed two other headlines from The Blast just to bring the point all the way home. I don't even know who Chanel West is, but this is about Chanel West. Chanel West. Oh no! Sorry, Chanel West Coast. <laughs> um, that Chanel is a West per- sounds like a drag queen to me, but mm-hmm. what's a Chanel West Coast? An American tele- television personality, rapper, singer, songwriter, oh. actress, and model. Oh, she has three point five million Ooh. followers on Instagram. Going to go to her Instagram page, and it's a lot of butt cheeks. Yeah, well, here's what you're going to see and on boobays. the Instagram uh, page. It's this headline: Chanel West Coast spreads legs in sheer undies from church. Oh, okay. Un- church undies. Well, bless yeah. that headline. Chundies. Exactly. Okay. Um, then, finally, just because I'd like to round this out, this headline. And I don't know what any of it means, but all of these, by the way, were written by Rebecca Kukier. Ryan Seacrest, keen on Kelly Ripa's snazzy pants oh, outfit. Oh I'm glad you said snazzy. I was getting worried there. What? Oof. You were getting too close to some words. Oh, Ryan Seacrest, keen on Kelly Ripa's snazzy pants outfit. <laughs> I bet he is. Mm-hmm. Why? How do we know this? Mm, those Who are nice cares? pair of slacks. Who Kelly? cares? He just really is keen on them, apparently. Um. Yeah. Thank you, Blast. You're just blasting them out of your <laughs> door hole. Um. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to not make the blast my... Something tells me you will. I, you know, it's just low-hanging fruit. I don't want to hear about your low-hanging fruit. But I do have some uh, celebrity low-hanging fruit, Ooh. D-bag style. All right. Nice. And this comes from us, courtesy of the Dalai Mayal. The Dalai Lama? <laughs> yes, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> the known gossiper. Has now done a newsletter. It's a Substack over on the Twitters. You can subscribe. <laughs> you can subscribe. No, um, this is from the Daily Mail. That was just my fancy way of saying the Dalai Mail, and because um, they're French, not really. Um, the story is from, and maybe you've already heard this today. Tone deaf A Rod asks fans for Thanksgiving plans. Dot dot dot. While aboard his private jet. Mm-mm. Okay, so this is the thing I love about this couple, this publationship. Like, they use their publationship to always look like out of touch, um, Richie Riches, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's just their brand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you one would think it's a bug, not a feature, but in this case, it really is a feature of the J Lo and A Rod um, publationship for them to appear as tone deaf rich people. Oh, and they've been doing this since, you since know, day one. the beginning of quarantine. It's been especially pronounced. Yeah, like literally we were all home like afraid to touch our, you know, countertops. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, our knuckles were raw from disinfectant. Mm-hmm. And they were like bebopping around like, "Hey, look, look, look what we can do." They were going to the gym. Yeah. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Doing all kinds of stuff. 
So um, apparently they were traveling home to Miami, fresh from an appearance in New York at the Saks Fifth Avenue Holiday Window Display Unveiling. I mean, it's just like there's like it's just there's this weird juxtaposition of of like the world right mm-hmm. now, right? Like mm-hmm. that's happening right. at the same time that El Paso is bringing in refrigerator trucks to serve as a temporary morgue. So it's just like I I and I also understand that like you can juxtapose things left and right all day long and make things look uncomfortable. But this to me rises up uh, or rises to the level of just a little tone deaf like mm-hmm. you can ride in your private jet mm-hmm. cuz you had a job to do. Mm-hmm. But maybe Maybe you don't have to go on the socials with it to rub it in mm-hmm. to all them people who are like, hi, I'm stuck on my couch and I would just like to do something else. And you're in your private jet and you're like, hey, I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. We're going to spend time with family. <laughs> no, actually, most of us no, aren't. No, we're not. So, and literally to say, what are your holiday plans? My holiday plans are not to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm bitter about it. Mm-hmm. I'm real bitter. Mm-hmm. So while I'm not uh, keen on always sh- uh, shaming the celebrities, in this case, mm, yeah, it's sort you, of deserve. Yeah, and you know that the only reason that A-Rod is asking what are your holiday plans is that so he gets more engagement on his Instagram account so that the algorithms service him in a particular way. Yeah, it's not like question. he really also, cares. Yeah, it's super basic. Like, here. I will ask you questions mm-hmm, so yeah. that you can interact with me. Yeah, and it's not it like some questions are fun and some questions lead to good conversation. Alex Rodriguez, this post is not fun. No, it's and that like question a, is not. It's fun. like a big middle finger. It's like a big nanana boo boo. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, you can uh, again hire me celebrities. Yay! I will do this for you mm-hmm. better. Don't make me have children and show you how to be a parent. It's not that hard. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I'm saying to to be a celebrity in the sense that like you could do a post that's like, "Wow, look at my life and how privileged I am. I'm so grateful, and I realize you all are missing your family. What do you, what family experience are you going to miss most this holiday season? Right? Like, yeah. I use an Hermes blanket as <laughs> something that I put my butt underneath. But how about you? I mean, the other thing. Okay, maybe I wouldn't lead with the Hermes. What but, they really? Well, that's what they're doing. This picture. I know, That's I know, I know. <laughs> what they could do is just not post at all from the private jet. Yeah. yeah. You know, just yeah. take or, those for your own personal Or post album. a throwback. You know, like, sure missing Granny this year because I don't want her to die. Yeah. What are you missing? Right. That's a way to get the algorithm working for you. Yeah, just Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez, just but, they have it. But history. to be fair, that is their brand, right? Yes. So, like, I should shame on me. Yeah, because you, we fall for it every time. Because that's what they, they want us to know. That's the thing, like, Jennifer Lopez, and if you go back and read, I keep going back to that um, foundational article that was surfaced, resurfaced, mm-hmm. this last year. Mm-hmm. This was before COVID, that um, a, a reporter had done with her very early in her career when she had taken all these other celebrities yes. to task and she oversold herself, like, to the nines. It's just clear to me that she's always been, and look, I love Jennifer Lopez, right? Her, you know, Jennifer her, L- Lopez-ness. Yeah, like and, I love her celebrity, right? But yeah. like, but in this day and age, like, 
I don't know. It just, it's not, it maybe is not a brand that's going to I think the thing that, sell. that bugs me the most is that she has branded herself as just Jenny from the block. Oh, but does just Jenny from the block accept $10 million to do private concerts for authoritarian regimes? Oh, Apparently, God. just oh, Jenny God. from the block does. <laughs> well, I mean, also th- a lot of other ones. Right, but, that's yeah. true. I mean, that's but that's the thing about 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 this whole storyline that they're trying to push, where you said like that's their brand, is like just that they're richer and, and more privileged top, than yeah. you. But but she can't simultaneously sell True. me that and yeah. just Jenny from the block. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I am not I am fooled by the rocks that she got. Mm-hmm. And you're fabulous, Jennifer Lopez and beautiful and talented. Right. No, and the, I don't want to take any of that away from her. But just lean into that. The beautiful, the fabulous. It's just becoming clearer. Like, again, 2020 has brought it all into relief. It's even harder for celebrities to be one thing on the outside and another thing on the inside and not have those two things so obviously in our face, mm-hmm. right? Like, we can see the real. We're not dumb. We're not as dumb or as... I shouldn't say dumb because we're not dumb. We're very smart. And, Colleen, I'm very proud of all that you've done with your life. Yeah. Thank um, you. I'm going to sing the Thanksgiving song later okay we'll do it later um uh it's that we have not cared or paid as close attention to the cognitive dissonance Mm, on display see i earned my (laughs) yes my student loans um still paying them off okay uh where am i um okay so Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. I need to justify why I am not on a private jet this Thanksgiving. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Also, I'm really interested in Jennifer Lopez's latest post on Instagram. She uses the hashtag turkey egg. What? What does that mean? What? I don't know. I'm just, I'm very but confused. In relation to what? Yeah, give me naked, context. A naked photo. What? Of herself? Yes. Is this a video? Oh, gosh. Yes. In the morning, morning face, turkey egg, new music. Um, is she going to hatch a turkey what? egg? I'm so going to And she's holding her boobies. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's saying her boobs are as big as turkey eggs. Oh, that could be. Maybe ostrich eggs. Also, why like don't that? we eat turkey eggs? I was wondering the exact same thing just now. <laughs> also, I mean, surely those turkeys are laying eggs. Right? What do they what do, do, they do with, with the all? eggs? Right, like, cause there are who are what are the girls? I'm gonna tweet this. And Wait, see what, happens. what are the girl? Are there girl turkeys and toms are boy turkeys? Yeah, yeah. So what are they like? What are the girl turkeys? But then people are encouraging it, like this person on Instagram, uh, Safa Safa Cock. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, it's back away, back away. C A K K. That's their name, and then hashtag turkey egg and a bunch of emojis. I feel like I'm really missing something here. Um, I do want you to know this: turkey eggs are totally edible. Those who have backyard turkeys report their eggs taste remarkably similar to chicken eggs. They're slightly bigger, the shell is slightly tougher, and the membrane between the shell and the egg is slightly thicker. But otherwise, they're not too different. So, why? What happens to all the turkey eggs? I'm tweeting it right now. We'll find out. Okay. I think that... We're going to put the brain trust on this one. When we come back. (laughs) We're either like really smart today or really Mm, dumb. mm. Uh, 
my money's on the ladder. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to sing our Thanksgiving song one more time. And I want to see if you guys think this old movie uh, deserves a reboot or if it should get the boot. And Bradley, I don't want you to look at all the details about it because the cast is part of what uh, will go into your decision when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And um, I think it's time to celebrate a little bit because, you know, we've been through some stuff during this hour. Oh, have we ever? And uh, um, when we're having emotions, sometimes it's best to sing them out. And we have a little song to share that has everything to do with a holiday that's coming up this week. Yeah, we do. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Nice side mouth, Bradley. Uh, Everybody, that is the famous and well-known Nicole Westbrook, as produced by Patrice Wilson. Which, by the way, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, can I just say that Willa Paskin, um, who's just a wonderful person, does a podcast called Decoder Ring. Mm -hmm. And she did a podcast all about, not Nicole Westbrook, but... Uh, Rebecca Black, mm-hmm. who did Friday, which was also the brainchild of one Patrice Wilson. And mm-hmm. you can hear Patrice Wilson talk about how he came up with Friday. He does not, sadly, go on to the B-side um, Thanksgiving. Sadly. But um, maybe Willow will someday do a podcast about that. But I will say her most recent podcast is all about, and I'm so excited to listen to it, the Cabbage Patch craziness of the 1980s. Oh, my gosh. I will be excited to listen to that, yeah. too, because that was... Honestly, like I've tried to tell my children the story of the Cabbage Patch craziness and how you literally could not get your hands on a Cabbage Patch kid. Like my parents had to coordinate um, like there was somebody who had a lead on some Cabbage Patch kids and I specifically wanted a redheaded Cabbage Patch kid. My dad had to leave a meeting to meet somebody in a parking lot to buy the uh, Cabbage Patch kid. Now my she mother got in into fist fights with her. ladies at the Montgomery Ward. Are you serious? No, but she did over. Um, she did like she sold Cabbage Patch Kids. Like she resold them because people were, you know, like they were so hard to get, and mm-hmm. so she would like go to the store. She worked in um, the mall at the time, and so she would like go on her break and buy as many Cabbage Patch Kids as she could, and then sell them on the. See, um, that's the thing. That's was that was smart. Yeah, yeah. I think my grandma might have slugged somebody. I'm sure for a I'm cabbage patch you, everybody's kid. got a weird story about how they got their cabbage patch kid, and it usually involves um, full-on adults acting like uh, children. Mm, look, nothing's changed. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I wanted to do a little reboot or get the boot, Bradley. Reboot? We'll get the boot. Reboot? 
get the boot. Do you know the movie It's a Wonderful Life? I do. It's on, like basically the most probably well-known Christmas movie. Yeah, it was um it was done in 1946. It starred Jimmy Stewart and um the story is this, you know, tale as old as time about a guy who, you know, is kind of a gruff guy and uh, has occasion uh, to actually correct his ways. Well, there's a reboot on the horizon. And this one will star, are you ready? Wait for it. Pete Davidson. No. What? Pete Davidson uh, will be joined by his King of Staten Island co-star, Maude Apatow, who is the 22-year-old actress daughter of Judd Apatow and his wife, Leslie Mann, also an actress. Okay. She will play his spouse in the new movie, in the new version of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. I mean, I'm not running towards that. Um... Mostly because I don't have a fondness for the original, even. I have, in fact, never seen the original. Now, what I want you to know is this is not going to be made for screen. This is going to be a table read. Oh, so they're not doing like an actual... They're not doing the actual movie, but they are doing... This is is an Ed Asner production as as a fundraiser. For the Ed Asner Family Center, which is dedicated to promoting mental health and enrichment programs for special needs children and their families. Um, you have to buy tickets to see this, but this is, um, but it will be a table, which is, this has been a thing during our time of quarantine to do these table reads as um, fundraisers. But the Pete Davidson part of it is like, I just can't see him being the person to do what jimmy stewart did in it's a wonderful life yeah okay i just want to point something out yeah is this a safe space can we have this conversation yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's here you were safe bradley have you ever seen it's a wonderful life were you not listening to me no, you told us that off the air. You didn't no, say that on he, the air, did you? Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, you did say that on the air. I Sorry. Just, Again. Yeah. <laughs> the brain You were so engrossed. <laughs> I was engrossed. I said, little known fact, actually, I've never seen it. I said, I'm not running towards this movie. Oh, that's right. Because I don't have a fondness for it, mostly because I've never seen the original. Right. And so <laughs> maybe you do want to run toward the original. I... I don't, for whatever reason, I've never gotten, like, and trust me, I love old movies, A, and I love campy old movies, B, and I love holiday old movies even more, C, I don't know what letter I'm on or why I'm using letters, but I'm just trying to make the point that, like, every year I love to watch White Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not opposed to old Christmas movies, so it is rather weird that I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, and I don't know why. It just has never appealed to me as a movie that I've wanted to, like, the thing sit I think down so and watch. Is, like, you could accidentally see that movie. I know. It's true. I've seen parts in the sense that, like, you know, flipping channels maybe I've seen a little bit. And like, you I know certainly what happens know, whenever a bell rings. Yes, an angel gets its wings. I Like, I know all the, like, sort of cultural touch points of the movie because mm-hmm. you can't help but like you almost don't have to see the movie 
And probably at a certain point, it was like, well, why do I need to see it? Because everybody's, you know what I mean? But Holly, do you you had a hot take on this movie. Well, yeah, I'm interested in Bradley watching this movie because even though he knows the tropes, I feel like he can watch it with a fresh set of eyes because I don't really think that this movie deserves to be the holiday classic that it oh. is. It's not a super uplifting. No, not at all. But you're really selling it. I should really just I should watch it. Yes, you should. He's saying he doesn't want to. Okay. I mean, if you're going to pay me? No. Uh, no, but you could just do it for the job you already get paid for. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone.